Welcome on into the Jazz Talk Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Training camp has begun for the Utah Jazz, but right before training camp began, the Jazz swung another trade, sending away another beloved veteran from the team. We'll talk about the trade, what the Jazz are getting back in that inset trade, and we'll talk about how things are looking as Jazz heading to training camp um, and what the possible roster could look like um, at the end of it. So first off, um, Boyan Bogdanovich has also been traded, just like Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell. The only starter still left from this from last year's team is Mike Conley, and Mike Conley is not is only still with the team because he's got two years left on his deal. I think if he was on an expiring contract, somebody would have gone out and picked him up during the summer, um, and the Jazz would be down to basically a completely brand new team. So from last year's team, all we have left are Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Yudokaz Buki, and Jared Butler. I think that's it. Out of the, you know, the 17 guys that the Jazz had at the beginning of, well, not at the beginning of last year, they had an open spot. But anyway, at the beginning of last year, only six are left. The Jazz have let some free agents go. They've made some trades. And this is a completely brand new team, which is in a lot of ways exciting, but in a lot of ways, it, you know, it's a little sad. You know, you, you grow attached to these players uh, when you're a big fan of them. Now, you got to understand that this is also a business. Uh, you know, at times, the teams are doing great, and you want all the talent. You want all the, the great players on it, and you're going to make a push for a championship. And then other times, you know, things aren't going so great, so you need to start building for the future. You see this happen with, with other businesses as well, where, you know, they can go on a huge hiring spree for a little bit, Things are going great. They're selling whatever product it is or service. And then, you know, something happens with the economy, something happens in their city, whatever, and they have to tear things down a little bit and start over. You know, and that's where the Jazz are right now. So the Jazz did have quite a few offers for Boyan Bogdanovich. Now, they did want to get a first-round pick back. But all that they were getting back were late first-round picks, so like 25 to 30 is where you think they would be based off the caliber of team that's trying to get them. And then a long-term contract. You know, so like, for instance, the Heat. It You know, it sounds like the Heat offered Duncan Robinson and a first-round pick. That first-round pick would have probably been, you know, 22 and later. So not a super valuable first-round pick. I mean, it's valuable. You could still use it, but it's not the same as having, uh, you know, a top 15 pick. Um, and then Duncan Robinson has, I think, three or four years still left on his contract. The Jazz were not interested in taking on that long of term of a deal, unless it was somebody that they saw, you know, as a big part of their future. Um and, you know, and it sounds like that's what a lot of the contracts were that the Jazz were looking at that were getting offered along with picks. So instead, they 
made a trade with the Detroit Pistons. So they're sending Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit, Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee. Um, so Boyan will go to the Pistons. He'll probably start alongside Sadiq Bay, Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, and whoever they throw in at center, whether it be Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, or Nerlens Noel. Uh, they could slide into the playoffs this year. They have a pretty good team there in Detroit, which is, is nice because they went through the exact same thing the Jazz are going through right now. They tore down everything and have been grabbing young guys, and they're at the point where they feel like they can compete for a playoff spot. So it's good to see that, you know, this type of teardown rebuild can work. Um, but anyway, for the Jazz, um, so first off, let's talk about Saban Lee. So Saban Lee is a six foot two point guard with a huge wingspan, uh, very, very good defender, high hustle guy, high motor. Um, he's probably one of the guys on the borderline with this team of actually making the team. I like Saban Lee a lot, but there's a lot of uh, talent on this roster, a lot of talent at the guard position at this on this roster. Um, that I would, you know, so I, I I believe that Saban Lee is probably one of the guys where, unless he has an amazing training camp, he's probably not with this roster. The other pickup, which is actually a pickup that I really liked, was Kelly Olenek. Uh, Kelly is 31 years old right now. He's a 6'11", 7-foot center, about 240, somewhere in that range. Um, he is a – trying to think. If you remember, like, Rafe LaFrance from, like, the 90s, early 2000s, that's the type of player that Kelly Olenek is, where he's big. You know, he can do a lot of center things. He can rebound pretty well. He can protect the rim pretty well. But – the big thing that he does is he spaces the floor. He can hit for three. He can hit for mid-range. And he's a really good passer. Uh, Kelly Olenek is probably the second best passer still left on this team other than Mike Conley. Um, I think there's a really good chance that Kelly Olenek starts. I could re really, I could see a starting lineup of Kelly Olenek at the center, Jared Vanderbilt at the four, Larry Markinen at the three, Colin Sexton at the two, Mike Conley at the one. So basically, following the same construction that the Cavaliers had last year, they have two small guards and then three really big front court players um, to balance out having small guards. Um, now, again, I have no idea what the starting lineup is going to be, who's actually still going to be with this team. Maybe there's more trades coming before even the start of the season. I think at this point, the Jazz might be done making trades, um, but I think they would really like to move on from Rudy Gay before the season gets started. Um, but now this team, and they signed, as I brought up in the last episode, they signed Cody Zeller to a training camp deal. So they have 18 players on guaranteed deals, uh, plus the two two-way players. So they have their full 20. They've got to drop three guys from the active roster um, before the season starts. Now, they have training camp. They have, I think, four games, four to 
maybe it's six games in the in the preseason. They have training camps, so they have they have time to figure out who they're going to let go. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the Jazz decide to hold on to, what they value with this new group. Um, an idea that I kind of like is sending Rudy Gay and uh, you know a couple of these guys that you're planning on sending out or waving anyway and trying to get a player back. Um, like I would call up the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs have no point guards right now. They have Trey Jones. That's it. So I would call them up and I would offer them Rudy Gay, Jared Vanderbilt, who the Jazz drafted last year with the 40th pick, and Saban Lee, who they just got from the Pistons. Send those three guys to the Spurs for Josh Richardson, um, who's a extremely versatile defender that can guard one through three. Um, on offense, he can play one through three. Um, you don't want him spending a ton of time at the point guard, but um, he can play. He can give you, you know, eight, ten minutes a night there and then give you the rest of his time on the wing um, or something like that, you know, a deal similar to that um, to get off with some of these players um, that they're going to waive anyway and get somebody that's, you know, useful uh, for them uh, immediately. And then also a guy like Josh Richardson or somebody like him, you know, has an expiring contract. So after this year, um, you know, you wouldn't be paying them unless you want to bring them back. But also that expiring contract could be used at the trade deadline to move on to another team that's trying to contend. And you can possibly get some picks back or, or you know, a young player or whatever it is that you want back uh, in that trade for sending out guys that you weren't wanting to bring into the regular season with you anyway. Now, the Jazz did media day um, on, was that on Monday? Yeah, it was on Monday, um, which is basically the very beginning of training camp. Everybody gets up at the podium, talks to the press, you know, the media, they, they get their opportunity to ask him any questions about the summer, about um, the trades, about whatever. Um, now, for the most part, the players, you know, they just talk about, you know, I worked on this. I got, I felt I got better here. Um, I'm excited about the season, these type of things where what gets really interesting is when Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge get up there and start talking about this roster that they've put together and the future. Now, Justin Zanuck got up there and said something I found really interesting. He said, there's a lot of misconceptions about this team. Our plan is to try and win every single game that we enter. Now, I've talked about this before. The, uh, you know, the Jazz, it seems like they're in a position that they're going to try and lose as many games as possible, get as high of draft pick as possible. Uh, you know, that's normally what you do when you tear down the roster and try and rebuild. However, this team still has a pretty good amount of talent. And if they really want to push forward with it, they could be, you know, in the plan. They could be, you know, the 9 10 seed competing for a, a playoff spot if they really wanted to. Um, now, my, my hope really is that the Jazz do lose a ton of games and that they do end up with a top 
you know, two or three pick. It'd be amazing if they got the number one pick and got Victor Webb and Miana, but even if they get, like, the third pick and they can get, you know, whoever it is at that point, um, you can go, you can still go out and try and find, you know, that next great piece for the team that is hopefully, you know, the next great pillar of the Jazz. Um, but again, like I said, this team has a really good amount of talent on it. And again, could possibly find themselves in the playoff hunt towards the end of the season. Um, so again, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. If the Jazz get off to an amazing run, do they decide to sit, you know, some of the veterans out? Uh, so that they're not leading to more wins. Is there more trades to get off the talent? Um, again, all all questions that need to be answered uh, throughout the year, but you know, will be answered. Um, again, I'm just I've said this before. I'm really excited about this season. Not excited in the way where I'm like, oh, this team could win a championship. But excited in the way of seeing all these young guys that are fighting for a spot, that are trying to establish themselves in the league, uh, seeing a brand new coach, see what he can come up with, uh, see where he makes mistakes, where he has success, where you know he grows as a coach. Same with the players, um, and then seeing what Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck in the front office uh, do with this roster. Um. So, real quick, let's just go through these guys and talk about who's safe and who's kind of on the bubble, could possibly be waived or traded um, before training camp uh, to get down to the 15 normal active roster guys that we need. So, first off, the two-way players are Micah Potter and jo Johnny Juzay. Now, nothing needs to happen with those two roster spots. You can hold on to those two guys. They're a separate deal from the roster, even though they can be brought up to the main roster during the season. So after that, you have those five that I brought up in the starting lineup before. Conley, Sexton, Larry Markkinen, Jared Vanderbilt, Kelly Olenek. So those five are safe. They're on the roster. After that, you have Malik Beasley, uh, Simone Fontecchio, uh, Taylor Horton-Tucker, um, Ochai Ogbaji, Walker Kessler. So now you have now you're up to ten. So there's five spots open. Um, after that, so I would say those are the guys that are for sure safe. So let's talk about the other eight that could possibly be on the bubble. Um. So we got Cody Zeller, just signed a training camp deal. So he is the easiest to get rid of as well because he's only signed for training camp. You know, if they get rid of him, they don't owe him anything after what he signed for for the training camp. Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson is, you know, six seven point or power forward. Super high hustle, extreme athlete. Can't really shoot the ball that well, but plays amazing defense. Um, so he has a chance to make the roster. Leandro Balmero, 
Uh, Balmaro is, you know, six seven, ball handler, um, playmaker, um, but can't really shoot the ball. And if the Jazz gets to the point where they decide they have, you know, fifteen really good players already, he could be on his way out. Yudoka Zabuki. Now the Jazz drafted him three years ago. Um, in the first round, but he has constantly been injured since he came to the league. He'd, he's looked really good when he's played, like, at some points, really good, like starter-level center pl- good. But as soon as he starts looking like that, he gets hurt, and he, he's not a guy that gets hurt and he's out for, you know, two or three games, and he's right back. Every time he's gotten hurt, it's been for months at a time like he's still not fully cleared for five on five stuff at training camp right now um from the ankle surgery that he had months ago um so maybe the jazz decide you know what we're you know we we know this guy has potential but at this point it just doesn't make sense for us to hold on to him uh, Jared Butler, Jazz drafted him last year, 40th overall. Uh, he's looked really good at points, and then there's other times where he looks like he's just too small um, and not fast enough to be an NBA player. But then there's other times where he looks like you know he could be um, a starter-level player in the NBA. Um, so it'll be up to them to decide... You know, do they see a lot of future development with him, or is it does it make more sense just to let him go? He's also on just one year left on his deal for I think one point five million, so he'd be the easiest to let go, just like Stanley Johnson and Cody Zeller, where it's just it's easy to let them go. Next with the same guy being Saban Lee. They just got here from the Pistons. The Pistons also in that trade sent them uh one point seven uh, million dollars, um, which basically covers the contract of Saban Lee. So if the Jazz decide to let him go, they got that money back from the Pistons to cover the cost of letting him go. Um, next is Mikhail Alexander Walker. Now I think he's out of this entire group. He's probably the most safe of this group, along with the next guy we're going to talk about, um, just because. He's going to be making $5 million. He's not going to be making like $1.5. Uh, and the Jazz traded Joe Ingles last year to get this guy. Um, now Joe Ingles was injured. Um, he was never going to play a game for the Trailblazers when they picked him up. Um, but still, they sent out a guy that had value within the locker room um, to get Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You know, he's 6'6", uh, has scored you know, over 10 points a game in the NBA before. He's got a really good body. He's got, you know, some great intangibles. He's been a very good shooter um, at points in his career. Um, So he's one that I think is probably safe, um, but we have to include into this group um, as a guy that's just going to be competing at training camp to make this final roster. And then finally is Rudy Gay. Now, Rudy Gay was brought in last summer. Um, they thought that he might be that, that missing piece that they needed for the playoffs. Um, 
you know, to where they could they could adjust the roster, run the small ball crew out there, um, and give themselves an advantage when Rudy Gobert had to come off the floor. Now that's not what ended up happening. He struggled throughout the whole regular season. Now he he was coming back from uh, from an injury. I think it was a heel injury um, that he had to start the year, so he didn't play for the beginning of the year. Um, he's an older guy, so he never quite got into into shape. Never got quite feeling good. And by the time they got to the playoffs, he didn't play a single second on the floor in that first round matchup against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I know the the Jazz are trying to move off from him, but they don't want to attach draft picks to him to move off from him. Now, at this point, if you could attach, probably it'd probably have to be two seconds, but if you can attach two seconds and get off of Rudy Gay, I probably would. But if they're not able to get off of him, they're going to hold on to him because he's got this year and next year still left on his contract. Um, so they'll hold on to him, try and move him again at the training trade deadline, try and move him again the next summer. Um, but that being said, he, he has said he's in great shape right now that he's fully healthy and he's ready to go. Maybe this season he becomes the Rudy Gay that they, they signed him to be, uh, last summer. Don't know. Um, but there's a chance that could happen. Um, but the the cool thing about this roster is, you know, again, they're not going to win a championship with this roster. You know, maybe parts and pieces of it could be part of the 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 group in three or four years that they're trying to really push forward with. Um, but this training camp, they're going to be really competing. There, there's a lot of guys wanting a job, wanting to stick around with the Jazz. Um, cause if not, they're a free agent and who knows if they actually get picked up or not. Um, which is a lot different to where the jazz have been the last few training camps. You know, they'll, they'll bring in young guys and give them a chance, but for the most part, you know, that <clears throat> they're, they're just coming in there to play a little bit in training camp. They'll get waved, probably play with the stars, you know, right now. There's a lot of these guys that could be in rotations for other teams, or at least, you know, end of the bench type guys that for this Jazz team are really having to compete just to make the roster. Um, which is, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to to get updates on what's going on there, who's looking good, you know, maybe who's struggling, um, who's looking good playing together. Uh, yeah. But anyway, with that. I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Um, before I do, though, thank you to Bojan Bogdanovich for, you know, three great years with the team. Um, you know, the Jazz, you know, there was, there was a lot of high hopes for this team. They had amazing regular seasons with Bojan on the roster. They got close in some some playoff uh, matchups. Um but yeah, again, thank you to Boyan. I hope he has great success with the Pistons and is able to get them into the playoffs and you know get that rebuild really going for them. Um, but again, with that, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day and go Jazz!